0: Welcome back to the Windy City Wire podcast. My name is Sam Tanaglia and I'm glad to have you back listening to another episode. Tonight I'm joined by my good old friend Owen Zimmerman with James on the still on the I.L. for another week. He's been pushed to uh, another I.L. 10 stint. So we're uh, glad Owen has uh, stepped up and uh, we're glad to have him back on the show. Owen, how you doing?
1: It's good to be back. Uh, first off, my thoughts are with James. I know how much he loves this podcast and However sick he is, it's obviously enough to keep him out for two straight weeks. So, you know, hopes. I hope he gets better soon. Uh, his, his voice will be missed, but I am more than happy to step in and provide my valuable insight.
0: Yeah, I think the last time we had you on the show, I think it was when you and I were doing the live fantasy baseball draft. So it's good to have you back.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome.
0: All right, so let's just jump right into it. We're going to talk a little bit of NBA playoffs tonight, NHL playoffs. We'll do our best without James. Um, and then we'll talk MLB. Owen and I know a lot about that. And then we also know a lot about the NFL. So we'll just do a tiny bit of NH- NFL talk at the end of the show. But first of all, let's talk about these NBA playoffs. So we're into the second uh, second round right now. It's conference semifinals. Um, we still got teams like the Philadelphia 76ers play- taking on the Atlanta Hawks. That series is tied 1-1. The Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets, the Nets lead that series 2-1 now after a big win by Milwaukee tonight at home. And then Denver and Phoenix are playing each other. Phoenix is up two games to zero in that series. And then the Utah Jazz and uh, Clippers are playing each other. And Utah is up 1-0 in that series, and they are also playing tonight as we speak. So, Owen, what have you been seeing so far in the playoffs? Have you watched any games? Who are you liking? Who are you liking seeing out there on the court, the player-wise?
1: Yeah, so after last year, really the, the past two playoffs, I, I'm a Bucks fan. I've watched the Bucs. I've watched them just disappoint me two two years in a row. Uh, so they're the only team I really watch. I don't watch a lot of other NBA basketball. Uh, I, I told myself before this playoffs that I wasn't going to watch the Bucks because it's just, it's just going to make me frustrated. Uh, but they kind of sucked me back in with their performance against the Heat in round one. I was surprised they played so well. I thought, oh, maybe this year's going to be different. Uh, then the first two games in the net series happened, and I got very frustrated again. I watched tonight; uh, they were able to win the basketball game, but it was it was it was awful to watch. It hurt to watch. It felt like I was being uh, pinned down to the chair and just getting punched in the stomach over and over again uh, with the the lack of uh, made shots. But you know, it's it's good to see that they're actually on the right track. It seems uh, I haven't watched, like I said, anything else. I know Damian Lillard had a great game the other night. Um, but that's really about it. My uh, my expertise in NBA basketball is really limited just to just to the Milwaukee Bucks at this point.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, I agree with you on tonight's game. It was uh, tough for the Bucks and also tougher the Nets, too. It seems like Durant could not hit a shot uh, for a while there in the game. Um, but, you know, hey, Milwaukee came out on top. Uh, it's just always weird for me to see just. Giannis just bring the ball over half court, then just spot up for a three, and then it just rims out, rims out, and goes out of bounds. It's just I guess that's just how he rolls with the three point shots. But yeah, I mean Damian Lillard, uh, there his Portland Trailblazers sadly got eliminated in the first round um, by Denver, and now Denver's in the second. But I've been, I've not been watching a lot either. I just know uh, Trey Young went off versus the New York Knicks in the first round. Um, there that series tied with. Um, it's Philadelphia, it's going to be, I don't know who's going to come out of that one. We'll see if Embiid is healthy, but I really like the Phoenix Suns, but I think my pick to win it all is Brooklyn, um, but I'd rather see the Suns win it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Brooklyn, that kind of goes into this whole super team argument. If you want to see those three guys team up and win a championship, I personally don't. And that's not just because I'm a Bucks fan, it's just because it kind of seems kind of silly. They can have with three or three of the 10 best players in the NBA decide to join up and mm-hmm. run their way through the playoffs. That that kind of stinks for in terms of competitive balancing. But we'll see. Hopefully, yeah, I know the Suns have been awesome all year. they got Chris Paulie's playing well. DeAndre Ayton's been playing well. Devin Booker's been good. So, yeah, it's interesting to see who wins. Hopefully it's not Brooklyn. But, yeah, I mean, we, all we can do now is wait and see.
0: Yeah, that's true. we got um, probably eight teams left, and we will see what happens. You know, the Jazz, too. I don't know. I picked the Jazz to win last year. Don't know what I was doing um but donovan mitchell and rudy you never know so well uh i guess we're rooting against the nets everyone is here
1: so i think uh, that's pretty that's, safe to say
0: yeah i think many viewers would uh, agree with our sentiment there so yeah that's the nba playoffs um we'll see if kevin durant um kyrie irving james harden and the gang out there in new jersey or wherever they are brooklyn now um rest in peace new jersey nets um <laughs> We'll see if they can get it done versus the, these other teams in the uh, field so far. So that is the NBA playoff talk. And now we're going to move on to NHL playoffs. I know you're kind of an expert about the yeah. NHL. Um, but just what have you been seeing? What have you been seeing on the Windy City Wire Instagram page? Uh, have you been following the NHL at all?
1: Actually, I have. I've watched a pretty decent portion of the Islanders Bruins series. Uh, kind of got drawn into that through the whole bar stool thing. I thought it was entertaining to watch you know, Frankie Borelli just get berated every time the Bruins scored. Uh, so I've become an Islanders guy. Uh, I'm hoping that they win the the Stanley Cup. I think they're playing the Lightning, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm, I'm pulling big time for the Islanders. I like the Isles. I like their sweaters. Um, and I hope they win. I don't really know much about I know Vegas is playing Colorado, and that could be wrong, but I think that's correct. And I think those are two pretty good teams. I really don't care who wins or who loses. I just, I just want some good hockey. I mean, you know me, Sam. I just love watching good playoff hockey. And so far, that's what I've gotten in my uh, my few games of watching the Bruins and the Islanders.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, you're, you're, fan, you're fans of Darstool with um, the Islanders, with Frankie Borelli. We are also fans of the Windy City Wire podcast and our fandom toward the Islanders. I think it was two weeks ago. James Marisi said, we're riding the Islanders. The Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup. And we were throwing bets down to the Islanders last week, and they were winning. So, you know, I guess you got some credit is owed to James Marisi for calling, telling us to bet on the
1: Islanders. Well, I think that just speaks to James's expertise. He knows hockey better than anybody I know. And he says the Islanders, I'm not going to argue with him. I agree, 100%.
0: Um, yeah. So James said that we were happy with it. I didn't, honestly, I, I don't know if I trusted him, but we bet it together a lot. Um, and yeah, it was a good series. I really enjoyed the uh, Bruins Islanders series. That was chippy, um, came down. I mean, some of the games were blowouts, but it was fun series to watch. I just, I'm, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but when I do, I'm amused and I'm happy I did.
1: I'm the mm-hmm. same way. I never watched during the regular season. When I watched in the playoffs, I always enjoy it. So maybe I should watch more hockey. But I think the the amount of hockey I watch now is pretty pretty appropriate. But uh, maybe in the future, I'll expand my horizons a little bit. Maybe even watch a regular season game once in a while. But we're not quite there yet.
0: Yeah, being from Wisconsin, you don't really have a team either to follow. So I don't discredit you not well, on not watching the NHL as much as you uh, could be. So don't worry about that um, and yeah now we got the Islanders playing the Tampa Bay Lightning um, that'll be an interesting series and then Vegas and the Avalanche are going right now um, and the Vegas Knights are winning four to three at the end of the second period and whoever or if, if the Vegas Knights win that one they're gonna play the Canadians um, and then it'll be Knights the Canadians to get into the Stanley Cup so last 14s we're down to four final four here for the Stanley Cup playoffs um i i assume you're picking islanders
1: right joe uh right on yeah i watched a little bit of the canadians i kind of like them too uh i'm interested to see i don't know if they've announced anything with the canadian teams playing in the united states for the first time this year what that's going to look like um but yeah i'd say islanders are my one and then i'll put the canadians too and then everybody else can be can be tied for third
0: yeah i like it i think um i have to i sadly have to disagree i think uh I think the Vegas Knights, if they whoever comes out of that Avalanche Knights bracket over on the top, if you're looking at NHL.com, I think they'll get into the playoffs, and it's going to be a tough draw. It, it, well, it already is a tough draw with the Lightning and the Islanders. So we'll see. Uh, I think we're all pulling for the Islanders. We'd love to see uh, Frankie Borelli get it for Borelli's uh, in Staten Island or whatever they're wherever they are. Most yep. definitely. Most definitely. All right, so that's our NBA and NHL talk. Um, Let's just go to some MLB. Um, Just, Owen, you're an NL Central guy. You're a big baseball fan. Uh, I think I saw a picture a few days ago. I should have sent it to you. I was looking how you can, like, look up on your photos, like, what happened on this date. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw a picture of uh, me at Miller Park in, like, 2011. I think that's when uh, you, James... And I went to a game out there once, so throwback.
1: Always a fun place to watch a game. I have a question for you, though. Um, Who was Patrick Wisdom and where did he come from? I have no clue. Um, ESPN Fantasy has
0: him listed listed as a first baseman. He's been playing third base. Chris Bryant's been playing everywhere, but Patrick Wisdom has come out and just... Just hammered the ball, annihilated. I guess you could say he's the counterpart to Yermin Mercedes on the White Sox. <laughs> kind of, you got your Yermin for the South Side, kind of one guy coming out of nowhere and just mashing. And then you got Patrick Wisdom coming up on the North Side, just mashing. Um, I'm very happy with what I've seen. Um, it gives hope to guys in the uh, minor leagues, like, hey, this guy can do it. I got a shot too. I had never heard his name before he came up, and then he hit a few bombs. And even like James and I were at the game last Tuesday, hit a home run there too. I really like him. What have
1: you seen out of Patrick Wisdom? Yeah, I haven't watched any of the games. I, I see it goes across the bottom line. Patrick Wisdom hit another home run. And I think I'm like you, I'm, I'm pretty locked into baseball. I think I know a lot of players. He's just a guy I, I had never heard that name before ever in my life. So it's it very surprising to me that he was able to do what he's been able to do. Um, and I know also your Cubbies, the, the bullpen's been excellent, uh, which obviously is a, a good sign. Is, uh, is Kimbrel back? Kimbrel's
0: back. He's playing very well. Actually, I think they're going to – it might be smart to trade him. I think you could get a lot for Craig Kimbrell this year um, if you were to cha- or trade him just because a lot of teams don't have good bullpens. So if the tr- Cubs were going to trade anybody, I think they could trade Kim- Craig Kimbrell because of all, they're just—they have a ton of depth right now, um, just in the bullpen. So that might be one guy you could see leaving in July at the trade deadline. But cameron has been very good. Our bullpen's been very good. We're hitting the ball now. I think we have decent starting pitching that can get us get us going in games. Um, and I'm really happy about this Cubs team right now. Let's look at the stats. So the NL Central. I think the Cubs are still in first place, and they are. They're actually tied. Oh, who are they but tied with? They're tied with the Milwaukee Brewers, oh. who James and I were actually, or I, I guess I said it last week by myself on the solo podcast. I was worried about the, the Milwaukee Brewers more than anyone else in the, this division.
1: You should be.
0: Um, not only because of, I mean, they have a great bullpen. Josh Hader, amazing. And just their pitching, I think, more than their hitting. They have good hitting. Um, Yelich could be doing better, in my opinion. But Woodruff, Peralta, um, I can't I'm forgetting the other guy's name. But Corbin I mean, Burns, Burns, yes, Corbin Burns, um, didn't what he like had like forty nine Ks or something, forty nine innings without a walk or something.
1: Um, yeah, I mean they have three. Three pitchers as of a couple of days ago in the top ten in ERA.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, three starters. So, that's I mean, that's obviously really good. They The bats are starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, Avi Garcia is has become the star of the last month and a half, which is a shock based on how poorly he played last year. But, yeah, they're turning in the right direction. Yep. Uh, I know they've played oh, – I think they're in the middle of a long streak of 20-something games against teams that are under 500. Uh To this point, they've taken advantage of it. I mean, they're 8-2 eight, eight in their last ten. I think they've won 13 of 15. Uh, I mean, I know the Cubs have been hot, but the Brewers have been able to make up some make up some ground. So I've been very pleased. <clears throat> just a matter of seeing if Yelich uh, kind of comes back to his old form or anything close to that. I think they could definitely find their way into the playoffs. And it's going to be a battle, too, with the wild card, just because the NL West is so strong as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, from what we said last
1: week, and you listened to the podcast
0: last week, you complimented me saying, actually, your pitching for the Brewers is very good. Um, how are you going to, or what do you, if you're the GM, what are you doing at the trade deadline to help your team? Are you going after hitting? Or are you going after our first baseman? What do you want to help for the Brewers?
1: Yeah, I think though, one thing that any team needs is obviously another bullpen arm another usable bullpen arm that I think that kind of goes without saying for everybody, but I think Brewers specifically, they need a, they need a corner infielder, somebody who can play first or third. Uh, Travis Shaw just got hurt but he, he's terrible. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I mean, it's, they still need another body there right now. They got Daniel Vogel back who's he's homeward in consecutive days, but he's really, he's really not a very good MLB player. Uh, they have Urias playing third. Keston here has been just, just awful. So I think just having one more, one more bat in that lineup would be great. Uh, first base, but ideally a first baseman, but we'll see. I don't know what the availability are. I've, I've heard, uh, early rumors of Trey Mancini potentially being a target. Um, mm. But I want to kind of circle back to something you said last week about the Cubs being buyers or sellers. I think at this point, as well as well as they've played, I think it's kind of no question that they have to they have to be buyers. They can't sell off. I know they're going to have a lot of free agents, but I think it would look really bad if they don't go for it, don't you think?
0: No, I agree with you. I think we're in the position now where we've set ourselves up in the standings and just how we played recently. We have to keep going. We're going to have to push it out. And that's worrisome to me because we're going to have all these contracts that are going to be expiring uh, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant. And we're probably just going to lose them rather than trading them when we can to get something out of them. So we're just going to lose them. We're not going to gain anything. That worries me. I don't know if we're a World Series caliber team. I really hope we are. But I still think our hitting is just, it's done much better. And. I, I think it just can go cold sometimes, but that's just worry, uh, or Sam talking about the Cubs. But yeah, I think we're not sellers anymore. We're going to go for it all.
1: I'm trying to think, I'd like to say something about the White Sox. I know we got a, a large White Sox fan base for that follow this podcast. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: well, we only have like one listener that listened or that that listened to the podcast that likes the White Sox anymore. So, we could barely talk about them, and nobody would notice.
1: All right, I'll, I'll I'll try to I'll try to say something. Um, they wore the new uniforms last Saturday, so that's mm-hmm. that's the White Sox news that I have. I know the Cubs. What do you think of the Cubs' uh, City Connect uniforms?
0: I'm never a fan. I just I can't get it. I I'm not. I can't get on board with the f- jerseys. I mean, it looks cool, but I mean the cubby the cubby blue just looks beautiful to me. Just Outright. I mean, wear some old jerseys. I'm, I'm not a fan of the city jerseys, but I mean, I'm kind of like your old timey uh, baseball fan. Yeah, I guess you could say um, I'm strongly rooted in the old times of the game, uh, which is why I am. I just I talked about it a few weeks ago on the podcast. We talked about um, showboating and kind of <laughs> like looking cool to get this new audience. Like the younger generation interested in baseball players, like Fernando Tatis, Acuna Jr., tossing the bat, dancing around third. I just wanted to get your opinion. I personally do not like it. I do not like Tatis. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a guy who likes cocky people. So, and somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and say, Oh, well, you like this guy. I'm like, Okay, fine. (laughs) Um, But yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, but Jock Peterson hit a home run in San Diego and danced around third base, got uh, Tatis when he did that a few weeks ago in, at Wrigley field. So a little back and forth for uh, between Jock and Tatis. Um, but I wanted to get your opinion. Do you like these guys like kind of dancing around the infield? Do you agree with this? Do you want it to be changed? Um, do you think it actually attracts this younger generation? What do you think?
1: Uh, I would say generally, uh, I'm for it. I know I mean, like in terms of attracting the younger generation, I mean, you can get the clips, you get the highlights to see someone throwing a bat, pimping a home run. That's kind of cool to see. But I think, it, I mean, with anything there's, there's a kind of a time and a place where it becomes too much. Um, like for example, I'm sure I can't think of anything specific, but you got guys like, you know, flipping the bat up after hitting a home run in the eighth inning when they're down like seven to two, Uh um, like, I mean, let's just try to think about what's going on. Or a Jock Peterson's case, you're Jock Peterson. You know, run the first. I mean, who you are. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it, it is good. I mean, to show emotion. I know I mean, one thing I hate is the pitchers that just seem to get offended over everything, like a Madison Bumgarner, for example. True. I think that would be the other extreme. And I think that's probably worse than the, the guys over-celebrating and showboating maybe a little bit too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it in the end. But, I mean... I don't know. I I guess I'm just, I guess I'm an old time fan. I mean, well, I know, whatever. Sam. I
1: mean, it's the thing you're playing wiffle ball in your backyard. You really get a hold of one. I mean, you're not just going to, you know, sprint around the bases, right? You gotta, you gotta, you yeah. gotta do a little well, something. That's true.
0: Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to do something. So maybe I'm out of line saying that maybe I'm just making up words here. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of it going on in the MLB and I'm, I don't really care as long as the Cubs are winning. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about the White Sox for a little bit. Dylan Cease, I think, is a very good pitcher. I don't know if you followed him so far. Uh, he had a great outing last week. I had him on my fantasy team. Um, and, yeah, that team's still doing well. Let's look at the standings. I think they're still in first place. Um, they are. They are 37-24 and 24 in the year. Um, they are four games up on the Cleveland Indians in the AL Central and then going back to the NL. Central. I think the Cubs and Brewers are tied at 35 wins and 27 losses on the year. I think that's before tonight's game or any games that happen today. Um, so White Sox are doing well. Um, I mean, Jose Abreu, I think he's leading the league in RBIs still or something like that. Um, and going back to um, James and I's bet, we've been doing this, an update every single week. Who's going to have more walks on the year? Tim Anderson or Javier Baez. Tim Anderson is in the lead with 11 walks to Baez's seven.
1: Oh boy. It's going to take him what? Two months to get those four walks. I know. Yikes. It's
0: it's taken a while. Uh, But yeah, Baez, seven walks, 80 strikeouts.
1: That's one thing I'm going to interject here. That that frustrates me about watching the Brewers and kind of the whole NL Central last year is just the inability to put the ball in play. Mm -hmm. It's just incredibly frustrating uh, as a Brewer fan, you have a lead. Off, you get somebody on base, like a leadoff double, and all you have to do is just a little small ball, hit a ball on the ground to the right side, get him to third. Uh, it always ends up being a strikeout. It seems situational hitting, at least for the Brewers, has seemingly disappeared over the past two years. It's very frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I don't understand why people seem so willing to strike out or so unwilling or maybe incapable of, of putting the ball in play. Maybe that has something to do with the MLB and their baseballs and the, and the sticky stuff. But as a fan, that is just, just torturous to watch uh, your team strike out, but 12 to 15 times every game. I know, I don't know if the Cubs are the same way. I think they probably were last year, Uh, but it's, it's just kind of, it just kind of stinks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it, just, it was hard. It seemed like the Cubs just could not get any hits or do anything last year, too. So maybe that was just the whole MLB and they just had the shortened season. They just could not get it going. Um, yeah, but I want to ask you one more thing since we're on kind of like the topics of present day. Um, so what do you think about Pete Alonso saying that the MLB uh, like like messes up the ball or messes with the ball? Um, to help people like win arbitrations or just like help them do better during their arbitration years or free agency years. And do you think it's actually good that, or should pitchers be allowed to use sticky stuff to be able to throw better? Like I think uh, Josh Donaldson called Garrett Cole out this week for using sticky stuff. And Cole had a weird answer to it, which is (laughs) kind kind of weird on that side. But what do you think about that? Do you think it's good to have the sticky stuff? Does it make it safer for the game? Um, and then do you think the MLB actually does mess with mess with the baseballs?
1: I think the MLB certainly messes with the baseballs. I believe anything negative I hear about the MLB because I think Rob Manfred is just the absolute worst. I mean, I don't see why anybody would disagree with me. He's just a terrible commissioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the argument is that it's better when you guys are throwing so hard to have a grip on the ball so you don't you know the hit by pitches don't go up or whatever it is, people don't get hurt. Yeah. But I mean, at, at some point, you either gotta really crack down, like you say, like you say you're going to, or just make it legal. It's, I mean, it's got to be one or the other. You can't kind of try to walk this fine line, and uh, every now and then, only when it gets brought to your attention uh, or it's convenient, you can throw somebody out, while you got other guys just being incredibly obvious about it and just you know not batting an eye. So I think yeah, a decision needs to be made, and I think Rob Manfred is just just the worst.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there on Manfred, um, and I honestly would not be upset if players got to use the sticky stuff for pitchers, whatnot. Um, yeah, I, whatever makes the game safer, and I guess whatever. Um, and yeah, I think the MLB messes with the baseballs too. Uh, yeah, but that's just the MLB. Who's the best commissioner of pro sports? Who do you think? Because uh, there's a lot of bad ones.
1: It's got to be Adam Silver, I think, almost by default, right? Because I mean, Goodell's terrible. I know everybody hates Gary Bettman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I know
0: I would agree. Adam Silver's not that bad.
1: I think he's. I mean, he did some good things, especially when he first got got on board and took over. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's been good about what mental health support and these other initiatives that the NBA has been doing. I think. Yeah, I. Not that he's a bad commissioner, but I think I think just everybody else is is really bad too. So it's like a default mm-hmm. victory.
0: True. No, I've actually, I actually did a lot of like case studies in college in one of my classes, and some of them revolved around like punishments Adam Silver gave out, and he was very quick with it. He made the right decisions, and he's just like on top of it. And hey, maybe his like mentorship uh, of David Stern back in the day, like he was always with them, maybe that helped him. Yeah, maybe we got to start like teaching some guy to follow around Roger Goodell. So we can get a better commissioner. Who knows? So.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because it seemed like, yeah, it was, everybody knew he was going to be the commissioner after David Stern retired.
0: Yeah. Whereas definitely. in the other
1: leagues, it seems to be a random vote. Whoever gets it, gets it. It comes out of nowhere. I kind of like it that
0: way. Like, he's kind of the understudy, and you know who's going to be next. Um, I liked it that way. I think yeah. Adam Silver's doing a good job. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So that's MLB talk. Um, We will see how the Brewers and the Cubs keep going here over the next week. Um, we're going to try to keep Owen on the podcast. He provides some good insight, um, going forward. Also, uh, Owen quick. How's your fantasy team doing?
1: Uh, status report. We've been good. We've been treading water. Uh, we have a couple, a couple losses this year, but you know, it's a regular season. We're not going to take it too seriously. Uh, pitching wise, we made a couple of, a wise pickups. Uh, normally I like to do the daily pickups to get a starter, but we've had some guys stick on the roster for a little longer. So that's good. Uh, had to get rid of Ozuna. Um, uh, my other issue right now is I have two DHs and only one DH spot, but I, I try to manage that as best as I can. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're winning games. I believe I play you in two weeks, and that's obviously, that's, as always, that's a, and that's an instant classic. So yeah, I feel good about where we are.
0: Yeah, I'm happy with my team. I'm 9-0 so far. I'm still doing the daily uh, pitcher pickup. It's going well. Uh, I got Mike Miner on the bump tonight. Uh, and yeah, my team's doing well. It's just my team's all injured. I have four guys on the DL. Um, surprisingly, Trevor's tor- Trevor story came off the DL today. That's great. Um, and Kevin and I made the only trade in the league so far. Uh, it was Nelson Cruz for tr- um, Steven Strasberg. And I have to say, we both lost that trade. Um, yeah, so I've I I lose, stuck lose it. move. Lose lose. Um, tough. Uh, the Twins have been terrible this year. Um, but yeah, some of the guys I picked up have done really well. AKA Jesse Winker, Adam Frazier. Um, I draft. I always draft to my team: Carlos Santana, Marcus Simeon, uh, and DJ, DJ Lemayhew. He hasn't been that good this year, but I mean, Simeon's been good. Brian Hayes is just a great player. Love having him on my team. He's finally back. Um, I'm just happy with my happy with my squad. And then obviously, South, Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> That's no, your it's, guy. Needs to, needs to be. So I had him on my team all year last year, um, and he's gonna go out and throw a great start tomorrow too. So if you if you're into betting, throw some money on Sandy Alcantara. Good play. I actually almost bought a Alcantara shirt this uh, shirt this week. I was feeling it. I saw him on MLB Central. I'm like, <laughs> seems like a good deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he gets you a championship this year, I think you almost have to buy a shirt.
0: I, yeah, I think we're gonna make that a thing. I guess so. We're gonna. Huh. If I win again. If you don't beat me, um, I will buy a Sandy Alcantara shirt or jersey. We'll make that a thing. Yeah. And that'll be my second Miami Marlins jersey. Rest in peace, Jose Fernandez.
1: Yeah, you never have too many Marlin, too much Marlins gear,
0: that's for sure. Yeah, I like that. It's uh it's good jersey. I want to go to that baseball park. That seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On to the last topic of the night, the NFL. I just wanna ask you, Owen, you being a Packers fan. Are you worried about Aaron Rodgers' situation, and can you trust Jordan Love?
1: I would say, yeah, I'm worried, but at this point, I'm just ready for there to be some sort of closure, ready to move on, uh, Either Mm -hmm. for him to say something, him come back, figure out what the actual problem is. I know that's kind of been a talking point the last couple of days. Um, Yeah, at this point, either way, I'm ready for closure. I'm prepared to move on. I mean, he's he's been my favorite athlete for how long it's going to stink if he plays elsewhere, but... You know, it is what it is. its is. I'm, I'm a Packers fan. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. You know, I, I support the team. It's a shame. Obviously, like I said, he is my favorite player. But yeah, if they move on, it's, it's Jordan Love's team. So I don't know if he's ready. We'll find out. Uh, I guess he's had one terrible day of practice in minicamp, one good day. I'm not even sure how he did today. But, you know, ideally, in a perfect world, Aaron Rodgers does come back. But if not, I think they have the pieces, they have – I think they had the most Pro Bowlers in the NFL last year, so I think they have a roster strong enough to to win several games even without the reigning league MVP. Reigning mm-hmm. league MVP.
0: Yeah, I mean, even being a Bears fan, we all hate Aaron Rodgers, but we respect him as an athlete. He's a great football player, and it'd be t- I mean, it'd be good for the division for us that if he leaves. Um, but yeah, you got to respect him as an NFL fan. He's good, good player. Uh, it will be odd very odd to not see him in a Packers uniform if that is the case
1: Um, yeah that's also nice though that the Packers the division is not necessarily the strongest Uh, I know the Bears kind of have a I don't know what call it a quarterback controversy but they have a rookie coming in and Andy Dalton uh, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins and then I don't I don't think Jared Goff is necessarily the answer in Detroit so Mm-mm. I think it's still possible with Jordan Love if he plays reasonably well that they win the division. Uh, we'll see if it comes to that, but you know it's, it's interesting, interesting storyline to follow. Obviously, and it's going to be talked about for until there's some sort of resolution, which I don't think there's a timetable for at this point.
0: Yeah, well, I, Andy Dalton threw uh, three interceptions and in seven on seven uh, yesterday, and then uh, Justin Fields is looking good. So there's your Bears update, Bears fans. And also uh, another question or another thought for me about the uh, Packers, I think um, I'm really high on both Packers running backs this year, barring any injuries. I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are both Pro Bowl running backs.
1: Yeah, I think that's really a in theory, it's a great one-two punch, right? Because you got a, a thunder and a lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what Aaron Jones is. We saw what uh, A.J. Dillon did against the Titans last year. I think those are two very potentially very good running backs. I, from what i heard in minicamp, uh, AJ Dillon was actually catching passes out of the backfield too, uh, so that okay. adds another another dynamic. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm high on both of those guys, and then obviously they have Devontae Adams coming back, and they just drafted Amari Rogers, so mm-hmm. I, 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 there are there are weapons on that offense for whatever quarterback plays there.
0: Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. And uh, what do you think about the? Um tennessee titans getting julio jones does that make them a
1: better team do you think they're gonna win the super bowl this year and they the new favorites i think the whole to, to me it seems like the whole julio jones thing has kind of been overblown almost julio jones is 30 32 years old he was hurt most of last year he's always hurt i mean that's something hurt. i've known yes. from my my fantasy experience Uh, I don't think I could ever draft him again because he's just—he's just never going to be. When he plays, he's great, but he's—he rarely plays. Um, Yeah, I think they'll be better, but I don't know if they're just a surefire Super Bowl team. I I think that the Colts are going to be good if Carson Wentz isn't awful. uh, That's a big if, but yeah, I think good for them—they got Julio Jones. But I don't think it's like this championship-winning move that I think a lot of people are making it out to be.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't. I think Julio's. Past his prime, he's still a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but thirty-two is a tough year. Um, I mean, he's just getting older. He's had injuries throughout his career. We'll see if it works out. And I mean, the Titans—I don't think they're still a Super Bowl favorite yet because their defense was just so so bad last year. So I think they got to fix that first before they're going anywhere.
1: I will say I do like Mike Vrabel. I, don't know. I will say that. But
0: I think he's one of the best, and probably one of the. I guess, uh, yeah, best up-and-coming coaches in the NFL. I think Vrabel's very
1: good. He brings the energy. He has the intensity of a of a Super Bowl coach. So that that's a definitely a, a box that's checked.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see about the NFL. And once the season gets closer, we're going to go all in depth. And Owen is somebody, somebody we want to have on the show during that time. Um, yeah, but we're still in June. It's still the start of June. We're going to focus on baseball for now. The Brewers, the Cubs, they're tied for first. White Sox are in first. Um, we're happy with our teams. They might add some people. Um, just a random thought. I think the Brewers might get CJ Crone. Just seems some like some guy that always floats around. Yeah. If you get a first baseman, so maybe that maybe he'll be there. Who knows? I wouldn't
1: be against it. Yeah. All right, Owen.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the uh, Windy City Wire podcast. Uh, It's great having you always. And thank you to all the listeners for taking a listen.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks, Owen. See you, listeners. Have a great night.